Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Like always, before we begin, I want to thank a couple of people. First of all, I want to thank my friends here at Calexico Brewing Company for giving me the space today to record this episode. Thank you very much, guys. Um, also, I want to thank my anchor sponsors, my friends Camilo, Jake, uh, Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, Mr. Sierra Galindo, uh, Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs, serving the Imperial San Diego and Yuma counties with eight years of experience of Mexicali style on tacos and hot dogs and taquisas. Make sure you contact Sergio at 760-562-0057 or look for Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs on Facebook. I want to thank Eric Reyes from Los Amigos de la Comunidad, Empowering Communities Together. Finally, I want to thank David Gasellum if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego counties. Make sure you contact David. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience. And he'll teach you along the way one of the, one of the most important investments of your life. Make sure you contact David at 760-235-9576. And today we have a returning guest. Um, last time, this is a, actually, we were talking about this. This is the first time we met in person. Um, last time we talked was in the hype of the lockdown, uh, the pandemic. Um, you were getting used to remote teaching um running that campaign you know during uh absolutely a, a um a lockdown so my guest today is andrew arevalo he's a mm-hmm. teacher he's a, a school board member for the central elementary school district and now a candidate for id uh division one division one yeah. correct so thank thank you for co- oh. coming back again on the show no more than anything thank you for having me um you know it's so surreal to meet individuals for the first time since you know the height of the pandemic <laughs> And it's like, although we, we know each other, this is our first time actually meeting in person. Yeah. And um, it's nice to be able to do this again, um, because I know when we initially met, it was at the height of the pandemic. Mm. You know, um, things were, were really tough on all of us. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm very happy to be here with you. And more than anything, just thank you for giving me a, an opportunity to to share a little bit about who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish on your platform. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for coming by. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you mentioned that you know it's crazy meeting new people or meeting pe- people for the first time. And my wife gives me a lot of crap because I talk to a lot of people through Instagram, mm-hmm. and you know never really actually met them, but you know just through social media. So she's <laughs> like, "Man, that's that's not your friend. Somebody you know from Instagram." I'm like, all right, whatever. But um, well, you know, just give us a little update. You know, you've. You ran your um, your campaign for um, a central elementary school district. Yeah, you won. Um, how has that been? You know, being also like going back to the classroom, like all these things that have happened in the last well, couple of years or so. Absolutely. Um, I think you know, for me, um, you know, when I decided to run in 2020 for the school board, right? Um, it was right at the height of the pandemic. Essentially, the whole world was you know flipped upside down. We were all trying to understand how the pandemic might affect all of us, uh, respectfully with regards to our our life, education, um, and every other factor. And so um, that's when I decided to run in 2020. And um, I was fortunate to be elected by the people of Al Centro. Um, I came in first place and it was a, a tough campaign, particularly because I had to be creative in how I campaigned. Because, you know, when it came time to door knocking, you know, um, I, I was scared to do that. And people were, were, you know, necessarily, you know, they were thinking like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want him at my door right now because <laughs> yeah. of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. So I had to get very creative with my campaign. And so um, fast forward to where we're at right now. I was elected. Um, at the same time, I was part of the team uh, that reopened schools uh, for Al Centro. 
At the same time, we've kept them open. And um, in addition to that, we just passed the most impactful budget in the history of the district to um, sustain our future growth, as well as um, help with our reopening efforts as we continue to move forward for the future generations. So um, uh, in addition to that, I uh, teach fourth grade, right? And so at the time I was teaching remotely with this uh, concept of distance learning, yeah. um, which was very tough on all of us, um, particularly the kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'm fortunate to, you know, be back in the classroom where my heart is at, where my kids are at. And I teach fourth grade elementary, so nine and 10 year olds. And so now we are back in the classroom. And um, the funny thing is when I got elected, I, I initially thought that it would be a lot easier because I came from education, because I, I came from that background. I said, oh, you know, this, this is going to be a breeze for me. Um, <laughs> it was not, <laughs> I, I had a wake up call, right? But um, I'm thankful for the, the team that I serve with, um, the rest of the board members for um, essentially taking me under their wing, helping mentor me, um, guide me. And um, so, yeah, that's where we're at right now. And um, we're in a very good place um, with regards to reopening as well as uh, kids learning. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be back in the classroom. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier than that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, you know, it's, it has, you thought it was going to be easier. What's, what has been something that you can recall that's been the hardest or, or yeah. what makes you, you know, say that, that, that it's, it hasn't been easy? One of the most debatable issues, you know, that we had was how was reopening going to look like? You know, um, I had this concept in my head of what I thought it should look like. Um, but some of the other board members had other ideas um, as well as our, our superintendent. And so we had to work together to take all of those ideas and, you know, um, synthesize them into what we were able to accomplish, which at the end of the day, we brought kids back to campus. And that was the most important issue at the time. Um, but in my head, I, I thought, oh, you know, I teach fourth grade. You know, I've been doing this for a while now. Things are going to be easy. I understand curriculum. I understand pedagogy. I understand, you know, what it means to be in the classroom. However, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, the, on, the, on a more macro scale of just all the, the moving pieces of a district. And particularly because I teach at a, at a smaller district, McCabe, whereas, you know, at El Centro, uh, it's a much larger district, right? So, um, but, but again, through these, through these obstacles that have been presented with, you know, in front of me, I've been able to learn through those issues. And, um, you know, every time I, I've made a mistake, you know, I take it as an opportunity to learn, to get better, um, and to do better for the community. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, the, obviously no elected official is perfect. You know, there's mm -hmm. bumps in the road, you know, what has been something b besides, you know, the reopening when are some of the things that you felt, you know, you, you, you made the right decision, but yet you got, you know, negative feedback from the community or teachers or, cause I mean, and, and the school district is, it's not only parents, you know, that you're, you know, getting, uh, feedback from its parents, students, uh, to unions, Absolutely. whether it's, you know, the teachers or the classified, mm -hmm. um, and then you got administrators. Absolutely. Um, what has been something that you felt like, you know, oh, this is something that I felt comfortable with, and yet, you know, you got a lot of feedback from... Yeah. You know, su surprisingly, um, I, I can say that, well, not surprisingly, but, but confidently, um, I, there hasn't been, like, 
one major issue where that like the community has reached out to me. Um, and I think part of the reason why is simply because I make myself accessible to the community. Um, you know, my number is there, uh, my email is there and you know, I, I, you know, hold no grudges per se. It's, you know, I've, I've spoken to members of the union. I've spoken to members of the community. Um, I, and I've done my due diligence to kind of, you know, understand how the decisions I make impact all of us. Um, and so I can confidently say that, you know, there hasn't been one major issue where people have saying, have said, Hey, Andrew Revlo, you dropped the ball on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't say that that's been the case. And again, part of that has certainly been because of my, my ability to, to make myself accessible, my ability to communicate, um, and more than anything, just humble myself down to a level where if I don't know, I ask, you know, um, I can't tell you how much <laughs> research and homework I've done with regards to, um, talking to the superintendent, talking to our board president, talking to principals. That was one of the first things I did when I got elected was I held, um, individual meetings with every site principal. And essentially it was a conversation just like this. And, um, to my knowledge, um, no other board member had ever done anything like that. And so I met with them one-on-one -on -one and we just talked about all of the issues that they were facing. And I talked, you know, I, I said, well, you know, how can I help? Right. And so, um, I, I can tell you that that was one thing I did really well. And, um, the principals and our admin team, uh, you know, expressed that. That's good. Yeah. yeah I don't think, um, I mean, here in Calexico, you see some of the board members just like randomly arrive at our school and, you know, people are on, on edge. But um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like having a one on one on one meeting, I don't know if they've done that either. Uh -huh. um, so what, what made you decide to, you know, you know, having ran a successful you know campaign this time around in 2020 and then, you know, having somewhat of success as a, a school board member, what made you, you know, decide to run for, for the IAD? Absolutely. There, there's a culmination of factors. Um, Particularly, um, one of the, the major ones for me was when IID redrew the district lines. Uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with when that happened or how that happened. It happened, well, not too long ago because yeah. of the, uh, the census. Exactly, and exactly. And as a result of that, um, essentially, um, I became part of Division One. So I used to be within a different division. Mm -hmm. I was Division Two, and my director at the time was J.B. Hamby. Okay. Um, as a result of the redistricting, though, um, Alex Gardenas, uh, assumed my, my, you know, became my director because of that. And so I had already had the idea in mind, uh, simply because I love serving the community. I love, uh, getting to make an impact. I love, um, you know, humbling my, my, myself down to a level where, um, you know, I, I put the interests of the community above my own. And so it had been on my mind for a while, um, and just to provide some background, my grandpa worked for IID for 39 years. Mm. Uh, he started off as a laborer. Um, you know, we have these black and white pictures of him working in the canals and the fields. And he eventually rose um, along the ranks and became, he, he retired as a foreman for the Western Division out here in Calexico. Oh, okay. So he grew up over here on 6th Street. Mm. Um, and so... You know, that was certainly another part of the decision was, you know, kind of remembering my grandfather's legacy 
in terms of his hard work and what he established for my my dad and and you know myself um but again at the same time it just went back to this root of um how can i serve the community in a greater capacity um i i know that i've had success with leading the schools and i wanted to see well how might i be able to replicate some of that success and bring some of my my knowledge and and my expertise as a leader to a a different realm and um let me tell you it was a very difficult decision to make as you can imagine yeah. it was a very stressful decision um there was nights when i would wake up in the middle of the night i kid you not saying ah oh, am i making the right decision or you know i went back and forth back and forth um and then um you know i'm catholic right so i pray a lot <laughs> and um i pray and um one day i woke up and i was kind of like thinking about it. i was like saying i i i'm going to make the decision i'm feeling good about this then my dad called me um maybe like you know like shortly after waking up and he said hey miho um i just wanted to let you know that i know that you've been stressed mom and i can see it in you and um we want you to know that you know we love you you have our full support if you decide to run and um we got this you know so you make that decision and you know that mom and and i are behind you 100% and if you say yes you know then then we're there for you and i i just needed that reassurance yeah. from my mom and dad <laughs> i mean it was like it couldn't have came at the the you know the more perfect time just having him on the phone with me and then to seeing you know um some of the past actions of the director who would then be my director um and um so all of that kind of culminated in this deciding factor and i said you know what let's do it let's get to it i'm ready um you know and more than anything uh it's i i want to serve the community mm. and um i believe i i've made the right choice and uh the community seems to to be in support as well let me tell you i've had a lot of positive support um even when it came time to getting my name on the ballot right so i did a, a petition in lieu of yeah. and i'm not sure if you're familiar with that but essentially you need to get signatures too i gather signatures and um the filing fee is $500 right that's a lot of money yeah, yeah. especially for for a teacher <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay and so i needed 35 signatures to get my name on the ballot um i submitted 300 signatures oh. yeah i had essentially 10 maybe 15 people tell me they would not sign my paper and i had 300 people tell me they would oh. um and i think that uh just kind of goes to show the sentiment right now of the community and how they're feeling some of the saddest um interactions i had were when i was door knocking gathering these signatures and these people um you know they it would look at me and they say you know like miho like i i i can't recall when was the last time i had a candidate in front of me you know like door knocking trying to get the support from the community doing it the old fashioned way you know putting in the hard work and and he said and because of that you have my support you know and and he uh, i'll never forget what he said because it was so sentimental you know it was it, i felt it in my heart deeply and he just said don't forget about the people you know if you get elected don't forget about us and um i can tell you that that's been a recurring theme 
that many people have expressed to me within my division is we feel forgotten. We feel like we don't have representation. Um, we don't want the chaos that's going on right now. That's not us, you know, and they see what I've been able to do um, as a school board, you know, member. And they, they, you know, have praised me for my hard work in that. And they say, you know, we, we support you with this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's been really touching um, and, and more than anything, really humbling yeah. just to, to get that support from the community. Um, and like I said, you know, it's, it's, I lost both of my grandmothers in 2020, right? And I remember when I was door knocking, gathering those signatures, you know, these, this elderly couple came out and they were just so happy, so happy to have me in front of them and speaking and, and talking to them about the issues that they were facing. And I'll never forget, you know, is them saying, don't forget about us. Don't forget about the people. Yeah. Um, it, during your first uh, campaign, I, I bet you got a lot of, um, oh, he, you know, he's too young. <laughs> um, you know, he has no experience. You know, now that you've, you know, been on the school board for two years, is that something that you still get? Or are people like, like, are people like now feeling like, oh, you know what, he's, you know, what he's, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's dedicated and all these, all these things that, you know, you've done for the school board. Absolutely. And I think that was part of, what we saw in 2020 as a whole within this community, we had a lot of young leaders stepping up, you mm -hmm. know, deciding to run, um, deciding to, to, you know, push these hard fought campaigns. And, you know, I, I've essentially proven myself, my ability to run a campaign successfully. I've proven myself and my ability to lead the people, to lead our schools. And so now when I come around um, the second time, you know, with the door knocking, you know, the people are like, Andrew, oh my gosh, like, it's so great to see you, you know, um, oh, we, we have been following you, and you're making those good decisions for the schools, you're, you're doing things right, and we absolutely support you, whereas the first time, <laughs> that was not the case, okay, yeah. you know, it, it was a lot harder to, to get that buy-in, and, you know, so I'm much more appreciative uh, I'm so appreciative of the fact that, you know, that the community recognizes my efforts and my ability to lead. But at the same time, yeah, um, I don't have that same obstacle in front of me of, you know, that, that sense of ageism, yeah. you know, is, hey, uh, Andrew Revlo, yeah, he's someone we can get behind, you yeah. know. Uh, don't let the young uh, the young face fool you. <laughs> but no, it's it's a good question. Yeah, and some something that you know stuck with me the last time we spoke was, um, you know, your story about how you went to Q for your first time, and you said, you know, next time I come around, I want to be on the stage mm -hmm. and want to be the presenter and whatnot, and you accomplished that. So you know, to me, that's something that stuck, and you know, it's something that said to me, you know, this this guy's like, you know, he has a passion to do whatever he wants and and obviously now you're running for iid um what are some of the things that you're doing to prepare yourself because it's obviously you know if you thought a school board was something <laughs> that you know was going to be a little bit easier Absolutely. i feel like you know uh, running for iid is an, uh, another monster that you know and, and you absolutely know. and it feels you know quite honestly like i'm working on another graduate degree at this point uh i mean the amount of research the homework I've had to do, um, discussions I've had to have with different subgroups of the community. Um, but I, I, I can also share this because I think it's part of, you know, my answer and my call to action to step up is 
you know, at some point when I went to Q, right, and I said, hey, like, that can be me on that stage. And I got to do that, right? I accomplished my goal with that. And then at the same time, you know, I had a lot of success with presenting nationally. And then at some point, I remember, like, on my way back from Miami, um, after attending a conference where I got to be a, I was highlighted as a, as a leader to watch. I remember flying back and just thinking, I, I feel like my energy is being spent in other communities when I should be spending all that energy and focus on the Imperial Valley, on mm. El Centro. Like, hey, you know, it, like, don't get me wrong, you know, it's amazing to be recognized in Forbes. It's amazing to be, you know, selected to work with the Department of Education by both, you know, administrations. But what does all of that mean if I'm not putting, like, all of my energy and focus back into this community where, you know, I'm going to have kids one day? And so that was one of the, the other deciding factors in my, my ability to kind of shift my focus from presenting nationally and giving all my energy, knowledge, and, and time to outside communities and really trying to bring it back into the Imperial Valley, my home. And so I can tell you that I've done extensive homework for roughly uh, five, six months now. Um, it really truly does seem like I'm working on another graduate degree. Um, the problems, the issues that we're going to be facing soon that we are already facing mm -hmm. are obviously a lot more complicated than, than a school. And even for school reopening <laughs> amid the pandemic, that's a pretty complicated issue. Yeah. You know, now factor in, um, you know, IID with a budget of roughly equivalent of a billion dollars. Um, obviously, it affects a lot more stakeholders. And those decisions that they make affect all future generations, right? And so um, part of my homework has been uh, researching reading extensively every night, <laughs> um, making myself available to the community and talking to them, trying to understand how issues that, for example, they might be facing in Westmoreland or um, North Al Centro uh, might be affecting the residents there as compared to maybe where I live. Um, I've also been able to uh, you know, go to some of our local um, fields and learn from some of um, the individuals who have businesses in that sector. And um, I'm very appreciative just of the fact that um, I'm like a sponge right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm soaking in everything. And and granted, I should say, I'm trying to soak in everything because it's it's a lot. It's it's so much. And um, the, the issues, you know, whether it's water or power or lithium, you know, um, I can tell you I've been doing my homework. <laughs> I've had to present for, for different subgroups and um, they seem to like what, what I have to say. And um, that's something actually that I've, I've met, been met with a lot when I've been door knocking is they say, you know, like, well, tell us a little bit about what your, your platform is or what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And I start and then like I had this one lady and she said, Leo, give, give me your elevator pitch. <laughs> I started and she cut me off. <laughs> she was like, okay, stop. <laughs> she was like, put up a sign. Like, I, I can tell that, that you've done your homework, that you, you know, know what you're talking about. And more than anything, she said, I can tell that your heart is in the right place. And so, um, yeah. So if, if you were give, to give me your elevator pitch, what would... What would... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the three priorities that I have among many right now include unifying the board, 
Um, as you know, uh, there's been a lot of infighting. Yeah. Um, I can tell you the community recognizes the chaos, the conflict. They are not happy with it. They do not like to be um, <laughs> represented in that manner. And that's something, um, one of the main actual issues that has come up when I've been door knocking is like, well, you can't be like this person that's there right now. Or you can't say stuff like this <laughs> if if you get upset. And I said, hey, ma'am or sir, um, that's not my MO. My father, you know, raised me to respect people. And I may disagree, um, but I'm not going to, you know, call people, uh, you know, bad words or, or, you know, make personal attacks against them just because I, I disagree, right? And so um, even in, in as a school board member, I was just um, voted in in a five to zero vote by my board trustees to essentially uh, to be our clerk, which is essentially the vice president of the board. Um, and I think that says a lot about my ability to, to navigate conflict in a healthy way, in a way that, that doesn't seem like it's personal. Um, in addition to that, I'd like to continue tackling, uh, you know, this issue of water, um, particularly as we continue to face, um, you know, aridification or this, this drought that we are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, severe drought, I should say. Last year was the second driest year in recorded history. And as a result of that, um, we will be having uh, a few big issues coming up in 2026, particularly um, we have these things called the interim guidelines that are set to expire. Um, we, In addition to that, we have our drought contingency plan, otherwise known as the DCP. These are layers on top of, um, you know, this Colorado River Compact that was established um, essentially a hundred years yeah. ago, right? And so as a drought, worsens right in the imperial valley um all of us at some point may have to make hard decisions um you know the imperial valley represents a a jackpot a gold pot of water and we want to ensure that that water stays here for the future generations for my kids for your kids for us um so that's been you know my my one of my big priorities and lastly i'd like to continue stepping up for the ratepayers. um i can tell you when i've been door knocking one of the the uh, themes that comes up is mijo like um just tell us you're gonna lower the the rates <laughs> and i'm like you know as much as i, I want to say that you know it's like i have to be transparent and i have to be honest and i have to say hey i can't promise that you know i'm not going to sit here stand in front of you and make promises that i can't keep because that's not who i am but more specifically what i can do though is i can essentially help from maybe have, having some of those rates skyrocket, right? I don't know if you're familiar with the recent, um, you know, board meeting that passed. Yeah, yeah. All of us are going to be hit with a essentially a 27 percent mm-hmm. increase. Um, that is concerning. That's very alarming, um, particularly as I've been canvassing these these areas of El Centro, where you know people are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, you know, they essentially represent you know our grandmothers, our grandparents, our grandpas. You know, and then to see these people who are already suffering continue to get these rates, you know, despite, um, you know, that that's concerning for me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, yeah, those are some of my priorities as, you know, doing those three things right there. And, and, and you know, you mentioned the, the, the pay rates, you know, something that and, and I'm glad you mentioned it. And, and I like your answer because obviously you can't promise, you know, nobody that they won't go up. Absolutely. Um, 
And yeah, like the 27%, if you think about it, a lot of people in the summer are paying two or $300 a, you know, in their electric bill because of you know, AC. So if you have that, that 20%, 25%, it's going to be almost $100 more in these next three, four months or June, July, August, and September. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's kind of daunting that, you know, to think about it. And yeah, and, and yeah I mean, it's, it's hard as, as, as a candidate to promise that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, people, people, I'm guessing that's one of be one of one thing that's gonna be like, oh yeah, everybody in everybody's mind. Yeah, so. because the the one thing when I'm door knocking, I can tell you the one thing that always gets up without a doubt. You know, it's like one of the first things that the people say is, "Well, why were we hit with the 16 percent increase this past summer? You know, like why did it go up that high? You know, and you know." Um, I, I, I couldn't even pay that. I couldn't afford to pay that. And, and, you know, so there is this, this theme that the people, you know, are feeling obviously like, um, you know, they're not being represented well. Um, but at the same time, I understand that, you know, being an elected official means making hard decisions. And sometimes, you know, uh, everyone's not going to agree with those difficult decisions, but I can tell you that in, in my time as an elected official, um, I, I I haven't had many people criticize decisions I've made. If you look at you know last roughly 16 months of my tenure, um, and so yeah, uh, it's it's scary um, to continue seeing the rate increases. Um, but at the same time, I know that we need reliable energy. Um, however, and the counter to that is, you know, have we done our due diligence um, as a public agency to ensure that we are procuring the most reliable energy that is also affordable, right? Because down here, you know, roughly 20, 20% of the, the um, of our community is in poverty, you know, and I see that, I recognize that, I have the empathy for that. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's alarming to me when those types of decisions are being made. Yeah. Um, so you're running for division one, right? Absolutely. And what, what area does it, does yeah. it cover? And so um, Division One represents West South Centro, North El Centro, and Westmoreland. And so um, to give you some context, right, I grew up in North El Centro, um, right behind Big Five until sixth grade. And then in sixth grade, I moved to the west side of El Centro. And when I was doing this, right, even as I, I you know, was a sixth grader on the west side, I played basketball for Westmoreland, for the all-star team there. Right. Because um, I, I went to school in Brawley. Right. I've lived in El Centro my entire life, but I attended school in Brawley. And at the time, uh, Brawley didn't have like an all star basketball team. So my coach um, from Westmoreland, Abel Gonzalez, uh, he reached out to me. He was like, hey, you know, you want to be on the, the Westmoreland all star team? At the time, I was like, Westmoreland? You know, like, I've never, I've never even heard of Westmoreland, but yeah, you know, I was a sixth grader. And so I, I remember going to the park right there in front of the little police department. And, you know, my parents would take me and uh, it was a really awesome experience. So, you know, when I r- decided to run, I, I actually had roots um, in North El Centro, West El Centro and Westmoreland. I've had people ask me, you know, hey, when can you bring me a sign? <laughs> and I'm like, I need to order them first. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think that's all obviously been part of my platform as well as educating the community in terms of where the district lines are, because... I can tell you that I've had individuals from essentially every city in the community, 
reach out to me asking for signs. <laughs> you got and, on one and, here and even house. more so in Brawley, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I actually Brawley as well. So, and then I'm like, you know, it, it leaves me in a, in a tough decision because I'm like, ah, oh, like I want to take them the signs, but you know, uh, obviously that takes my resources out of my my district, and mm-hmm. so. And, um, and I mean, yeah. like you know, even though there's these districts, right? But you know, you, at the end of the day, you make you might make a decision that's going to impact Absolutely. you know. Anybody in the Imperial Valley. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's good to be in touch with not only people in your district, but everybody else in the Imperial Valley. Exactly. No, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anything that you would like to add that I haven't, you know, asked you today? Uh, I feel like the conversation went by so fast. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, yeah, 30 you know, minutes more or less. I, I just like to, to thank you for the opportunity to come out today um, to share a little bit about my platform, what I'm trying to accomplish. At the same time, I just like to, uh, you know, tell the voters, hey, uh, June 7th, Andrew Revlo for IID Director Division One. Uh, you elected me in 2020. Uh, you given me the the you know your support in the past. I've made the right decisions for our community. And um, I've been recognized when I'm, you know, doing the hard door knocking and um, I, I appreciate the continued support and more than anything. It's just it's very humbling to, to have the community behind me. And um, so, again, just thank you for the support. I appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks again. No, and, and, and something I want to mention is, you know, this is, you know, I'm trying to interview anybody that's Absolutely. For, for these campaigns. I'm not endorsing you in Absolutely. any shape or way. Um, and obviously you're running against an incumbent that's been, you know, has some experience. Absolutely. So, you know, I know that it's, it's going to be an interesting, um, (laughs) um, campaign. Um, it's crazy that, you know, you start, you start seeing all these signs now. So, you know, And, and hopefully the community can, um, look at our debate that will be coming up in April. Um, I think that'll uh, that'll help help give some insight. Where is this at? Uh, this will be with with collab and um, I'll have to get the dates for you but um, hopefully the community can can you know get a chance to view that um, do you have any um, social media or websites that people can follow yeah yeah you can um yeah my personal page Andrew Ravelo I tend to post a lot about my my campaign there but in addition to that um, my campaign page um, Andrew Ravelo for IID director as well as my website um, which is essentially the same name uh, and so with that, just thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. I appreciate being here. And thank you for coming back and finally meeting. In, oh, yeah. In person. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, send me those links so I can put them on the show notes. Um, people can click on it. and You got it. And visit, excuse me, visit your, your website. Um, thank you for coming down to Calexico. Mm. I know gas prices are... <laughs> <laughs> Gas prices and electric electric prices are Absolutely. on the right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, man. I enjoyed the conversation. No, no, me too. Me too. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.